0: Good morning, everyone, and uh, greetings in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning to you all, and especially some visitors that are uh, give us this morning. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Greetings in the name of Jesus. So, so Yeah, uh, I'm just saying a short prayer, and then we we'll carry on. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you. We just remember your your love through communion, and we thank you for for your word and thank you for this uh, fellowship of your people. We just come to you Lord, and we just uh, pray for your help, Holy Spirit, on your word today, so that we be uh, call with power and, uh, and touch our hearts and bring glory and honor to your name. in Jesus name. Amen. <coughs> I'm humble and uh, privileged to send for you today to uh, declare the, the word of God. And I uh, thank you very much to Pastor and uh, the elders and uh, the leaders of this church for the opportunity that's been given to me to say something before you from the word of God. We just uh, read uh, Billy read the, the text for us this morning from the book of uh, Thessalonians, and um, like uh, you've seen on the on the on the screen, uh, that's the verse, the, the main verse, the verse three, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> and that's like the the theme uh verse <coughs> or the main verse that we are uh, thinking of but anyway we'll think of all the the, the verses that we've been reading and also the like the theme is like a moral church. For Kale sia fame our Before we proceed, just a brief uh, uh, note about a word about uh, this city of Thessalonica. Thessalonica was a city in Macedonia in the north of Greece. Paul planted a church there during his second missionary journey, population of about 200,000 people. Its modern name is Salonica, maybe a quick name. Paul's success with the church brought them severe persecution from the Jews. Paul was faced to leave the city, and he sent Timothy back, and Timothy reported in their steadfastness in the faith, and prompted Paul, that prompted Paul to write this letter. It's about 50 or 51 AD. Paul wrote a letter from Corinth to encourage them to excel in their newfound faith, to increase in their love for one another, and to rejoice, pray, and give thanks always. He closes his letter with instructions regarding the return of Jesus, which signifies hope and comfort for believers, both living and dead. As we we note in the chapter four uh, of the same book, Paul was talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus or the rapture to take up his people, um, his church. So the church in Thessalonica is therefore a moral church to the province of Macedonia and Achaia because of their faith in God despite facing persecutions and their love for one another. If you read through this book, uh, go to Second Thessalonians, it's talking about the, the great faith and uh, the abounding love of the people for one another and for God. It's just uh, a way a little bit from our theme. It's just thinking about last year. This is the first Sunday of this year, the year we just gone past. And it was really hard for most of us. People got sick and dying around the world because of coronavirus, as uh, uh, Phil uh, was mentioning, too. Uh, People are dying in thousands, nearly every day, especially places like America or the USA. And uh, it's really hard. I read something in the, the internet about America, and it said, A divided country. People are confused. They are unsure what to do. Families are divided and torn apart. Parents against children and vice versa. Siblings against siblings because of different political parties they support. People taken uh, away through death but they didn't have the chance to say goodbye to their loved ones. And that's like normal now. In, um, in the COVID-19. Besides, we have our own struggles, the pain, the hurts, the suffering, the sorrow, the financial strain, the unemployment, the sickness, and health issues, and the list goes on and on. I have my own struggles. We have our own struggles in our own families. As you all know, I've got a son that we've been praying about in our church, praying about It's very hard. And uh, yes, it's really hard. The question is to whom shall we turn to in time like this? Fear when mentioning something about God is our only hope. That's right. Uh, Maybe the families doctors, friends, etc. for help and support Maybe the church for prayer, support, and encouragement. Sometimes we take life for granted. But the fact that we are here today reminds us of the goodness and amazing love of God. And we are fortunate enough to be here today, considering thousands of people dying around the world. (coughs) And sometimes we take life for granted. Life is precious to God who gives it. God is, <clears throat> God alone is the giver and taker of life. Ephesians 5, 15, 16, Paul says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. <coughs> and Jesus said in Matthew 11:28, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.." so our ultimate hope is Jesus who lovingly offered to take our burdens for us a free offer is available to each of us are you ready and willing to take that offer anyway let's get back to our text (coughs) verse 3 we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. As we all know, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Thessalonians church were applauded and commended For their great faith in God, despite facing suffering and persecutions because of their faith. It's not easy. Maybe if we compare ourselves to them, we are living in luxury. Verse 5, he says, Not only the words, but the power of the Holy Spirit brought Christians to their hearts and believed. Verse 6, they became imitators of Paul and Silas and Timothy. Not only the words they preached, but the way they lived reflects the life of Christ. What about us? Does the life of Christ reflect, reflect in our lives with what we say and preach? Billy Graham once tried to witness to a Muslim about Christ, but the Muslim replied, if I could see one. If I could see one. The world longs to see our lives and the way we live out our faith, not just empty and mere words. I read a story about two German soldiers, that very wet night, the other soldier returned after Judy and put his wet boots on the Christian soldier's bed. Then he went to sleep. The Christian soldier returned after Judy, and he found the wet boots on his bed. Without a word, he took the boots, clean and polished, and put beside his maid's bed. When his maid woke up in the morning, he found his boots properly done. And he gave his life to Jesus. Actions of love speaks louder than words. Yes, that's very true. Verse six: In spite of severe suffering, they welcome the message of the gospel with joy by the Holy Spirit. In spite of the suffering they face and the persecution. They welcome the message of the gospel with joy by the Holy Spirit. Because they have their faith in God. They trust in him. How many of us suffer because of our faith? Has any one of us been ridiculed, mocked, or despised? Because of our witness, preaching of the gospel. What about Jesus? He was ridiculed, beaten, mocked, spat at, his side thrust with the spear, his head was crowned with thorns, and he was nailed to the cross until he finally died. Why? Because he loves you as much as he loves me. For God so loved the world. And he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, no word. He was led like a, a sheep to the slaughter without a word, for our sake. Two, your labor prompted by love. Our service and labor for God should always be prompted and motivated by love. 'll always be motivated by love. And that's another thing with the Thessalonian church, their love abounds, their love increased and their faith was deep. Verse seven. So you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Have we become role models to others because of our faith in God and love for others? God's word says, 1 Corinthians 13, 2. And if I have a faith that can move mountains but have no love, I am nothing. I have in other words, faith without love is useless. So faith should go together with love. Second Corinthians 1.3 said, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so because your faith is growing more and more. And the love each one of you has for each other is increasing. The love is increasing for one another. Hallelujah. Not only to God, but to one another. Sometimes we think, oh, I love God. Does it? No. We love God. And then we ought to love one another. This is what the Bible says. First John 4, 7, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Let us love one another because love comes from God. The love we love another as a Christian is from God. It's not uh, a worldly love, you know. Only love when you get something from another person. So, but the love of God, whether you get something or what, regardless of what, you continue to love. Why? Because God has given you that love Through his Holy Spirit In your heart And my heart it's love from God Through the Holy Spirit Three And your endurance inspired by hope In our Lord Jesus Christ And your endurance inspired by hope In our Lord Jesus Christ Verse 9 They will tell you how to turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Are we turning away from our idols to serve the one and only true living God, like the church in Thessalonica? Our only hope in the world that lost its way is Jesus. David said about the brevity of life in Psalm 39.7, he said, But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. What do I look for? What do you look for? What am I looking for? Our hope is in the Lord and him alone. Verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Remember, there is a wrath coming. The Bible says, abounding in love and slow to anchor. But there is an anchor, there is a wrath of God coming. But thank God that his love comes first. We are waiting and looking forward with hope to the coming of our Lord Jesus to take his church to be with him in our heavenly home. And that's what Paul was talking about in chapter four. In First Thessalonians four thirteen, he said, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. Verse 17 18 After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. That's our hope. We're looking forward to that day that our Lord Jesus will come for his people, for his church. And we must be ready for that day That day is very, very soon. Considering, and we look around what's happening now in the world, around us. (sighs) Therefore, encourage each other with these words. That's what Paul was saying. He said, Encourage one another with these words. Remind your other brother that these things will happen. Hallelujah. Let's encourage one another until the Lord Jesus comes. We don't know the future holds. The future holds only God knows. Let our faith grow. Our love for God and others abounds and increases. Looking forward with hope to the coming of our Lord Jesus for his church. Let our lives be road models and good examples to others, our families, our friends, and within the church. May our church be an example and model around this community and beyond with faith, hope, and love. Jim Elliot, the young American missionary, he was killed in um, South America, Ecuador, by the Indians. He was shot in the arrow and killed because of the sake of Christ. And he said these words. I seek not a long life. But a full life. I seek not a long life. But a full life. He died at age 29. He was really young. Because of the gospel of Christ. But he said these words. A life full of faith. A life full of love and a life full of hope. What about you? What about me? What about us? John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I will show you I love Faith believes and toils, love and choice and serves. Hope anticipates waits and endures. Olefa to chuachali tonu mengelue, ole lofa ori ori my owner. moe. May the Lord bless his word, and may the Lord bless each and every one of us. Let this year be a, a challenge to us. There will be very, a lot of challenges we are going to face along the way, but our only hope is in the Lord Jesus Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, the creator of heaven and earth, we thank you for your word that spoke to our hearts today through your Holy Spirit. We pray that your Holy Spirit touch and open our hearts so that we may hear what you have said to us, so that our faith in you may grow, our love for you and others abounding, and our hope endures, as we look forward with certainty to the coming again of our Lord Jesus for his people. Father, we pray that you continue to bless your people so that our lives continue to be living testimonies to our families and friends and this community and brings glory and honor to your name. Be with us, Lord, we pray, when we depart from here until we meet again. In your wonderful name, Jesus, we pray. And everyone say, Amen, Amen. Amen. Thank you.